What is up? I mean, you go, you go first. We we could do it either way. We can always just try it both ways. Giggity. We could say it together and be really gay. I don't like that. No. I mean, we could do. I go first. You go first, and we try it together. That's three different ways. Maybe I'll just use this as the intro because we're both fucking morons. Why not? Fuck it. All right. What's up, FGT Nation? What is up? What is up? How are we doing, my family? Welcome to the first episode. Gonna see how we gel. See how we do things. Let's uh, let's stop fucking slacking, buddy, and uh, let's get into it. Oh fucking time! Let's do it. All right, where do you want to start off? First things first. What just happened this past Sunday? Super Bowl Sunday, baby. Yeah, go back. Oh. Uh, too soon. Too soon. Yeah. If I if I'm correct, didn't we both have the Bengals winning? I wanted the Bengals more than anything, but I'm not upset that Aaron Donald got his ring. I was so confident that I went on the page and asked someone to to place a bet with me. No money. No gentleman's bet of some sort. No one took me up. You would would have been a winner if you had. You would have won. I mean, I'm just saying, we did both go bangles. um, But we should have known better. Have you seen Aaron Donald with his shirt off? Oh, my God. Who hasn't? Yeah. Yeah, that dude is uh, quite the specimen. They claim he's like just just shy of 300 pounds. He's, He's 300. Yeah. No, he's, he's 301 of pure muscle. That extra one is just so you don't feel left out. That's all that is. Yeah. All right. Uh, what would you think of the game? Uh, I mean, I could sit there and be that one guy that always talks about the officials, the officials. Who cares about the officials? It, that's going to happen. There's going to be bad calls both games. The fact of the matter is, when you break down the stats, it was a close game. Yeah. You had a lot of similarities, both teams. I mean, what was it? I think Burrow had 263 for yards on 20, you know, 22 of 33 attempts at a touchdown. Shout out Joe Mixon for his Super Bowl touchdown pe- uh, uh, catch. Uh, sorry, touchdown throw. There you go. Hey, listen, receivers don't th- or I'm just struggling listen, right now. I, I Running backs don't throw. Too. It's throwing me off. Running backs throwing the ball, okay? I don't do that well with that. You know that. I mean, we, we, we could do this all night long because, I mean, Cooper Cup almost had one too. But Almost. You know, Philly, that, that was a no-look pass. That was a Philly special. Yeah. That wasn't so special. That was a New England special. That was a... Uh, I don't know if we get in trouble for saying this, but uh, Philly special. <laughs> yeah. No. And then Stafford had tw- had twenty yards more at two eighty three, three touchdown passes, but two picks. Both his fault in my blatant, opinion. blatant picks. Like he should not have thrown those. It and wasn't it, tipped. Yeah. It wasn't a bad. No, it was just a bad read, bad throw. Yeah. But that, you know that's what you're gonna get with Stafford. I think that's what keeps him from the quintessential elite category. Yeah, I think it keeps him one step down where you're going to have the three touchdowns, but you might have the two picks. Yeah. You know, he's going to give you a very back-and-forth game, He, I, but he will swing it. He can still swing it positive. Like, like I, I don't by any means think he's, you know, a, a, a Jameis Winston, you know, a 30-for-30 30 30 guy. I think Matt Stafford is going to, like, more of a 40-for-20. He can give you 5,000 passing yards. Well, he can push that 40-touchdown mark, not... In the 40 every year, but like in that, you know, high 30s. But I, I think he gives you 15 to 20 picks a year because he's a risk taker. Well, I think, you know, you'll see him break some habits. This is his first year out of Detroit where he had no choice but to be a risk maker. He, or taker, he, he had to throw it. No choice. Throw it. You're down by three touchdowns in the first quarter. You got to throw it. So I think now you see him in a system where he's actually going to be leading some games and learning how to manage the game for once in his life. I think you're gonna, you know, over the next few seasons, you'll see that uh, that interception rate drop, which should be good for fantasy. Hint, hint. <laughs>
uh, we're going to keep talking about these players and their impacts on fantasy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So let, let do you want to start with the Rams or do you want to start with Cincy? I say I say start with Cincy, you know, because they tried hard, damn it, and at <laughs> least put them first, and then we can finish with the Super Bowl champions because, quite frankly, I have some stuff that our listeners might not like about the Super Bowl when it comes to the Rams, but first things first, Bengals. Why don't you start us off? What are you, what are you feeling? The Bengals, fantasy-wise, I think Joe Burrow is going to cross into that top ten. You're not going to be afraid to take him. You're going to expect you know, 15 to 20 points every week, almost guaranteed. Um, I think he's got a very young core around him. I think that young core is going to keep him going. I think the magic that they crossed over from his time with LSU with Jamar Chase is going to keep going. You know what I mean? They have that bond. They have that, I'm going to go to you, y'all my go-to guy. We don't have to have breakfast together every day like Rick Cup and Matt Stafford to get this done. You're my right-hand man. Let's let's fucking keep this going. I mean, that was probably the smartest move that like the Bengals have ever done, drafting Joe Burrow's receiver for him. But uh, it was also dumb. It, I mean, the way you look at it, you, you it depends, have, I guess. Yeah, you could have beefed up that offensive line. So that's what I was going to say, because I was going to say, me it, personally, it, I'm worried going into next season about the fantasy numbers sustaining Joe Burrow. When we saw it in the Super Bowl, who you know, everyone thought he was hurt, you know, at the end of the game when he grabbed his knee and screamed yeah. like someone well, just shot him. Well, that's what happens when you take not one, not two, not three, four, five, six, but seven fucking sacks. Why don't you seven? Add, why don't you add a zero to that? Because actually, he took including the postseason. I'm Joe talking Burrow just the was, Super Bowl. I'm talking <laughs> the whole season, regular season, postseason, doesn't matter. Seventy total sacks on him. Which is, I think, was like the third highest ever. Granted, there's one more game. That shouldn't put you that high. No. For you to get to the Super Bowl, like, like, I read some stat where he was not counting the playoffs. He was sacked 51 times, and it was like only like the 55th time a quarterback had been sacked over 50 times in a season. Which, 55, that's a high number. Not when you go back as long as the NFL and as many quarterbacks as there have been, to be sacked that many times and go to a Super Bowl and put up the numbers. Let's see, we got Burrow, 366 you know, completions for 500, uh, 520, just shy of 71%, 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 14 picks. Good. To do that while having Swiss cheese for an O-line... Usually you have to put Madden on rookie mode to get those kind of numbers with no oh, offensive yeah. line. Or be like Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, sprinting around and throwing a pass. Just you know? run sideline to sideline. Don't cross the line of scrimmage. Just sideline to sideline like, until someone gets open. Yeah. Hey, cardio, on point. Run around, my man. So, you know, and, and the Bengals are, are set up with the third highest cap space availability going into next season. If they can use that money to to, to beef up that O-line, so, I don't know, Joe, Joe Burrow can keep his only ACL left. God damn it, let him keep it. It's his. He doesn't want to donate it to no. fucking a defensive line somewhere. Right? Like, there's no there's no make-a-wish kid asking for Joe Burrow's ACL. Let him keep it, please. I mean, I'm, I'm fat and out of shape and my knees are bad, so uh, if you're giving it away, Joe Burrow... Dibs, call uh, it, sorry. Yeah, you're prime, Beat I'll you. take it, we can swap. Yeah, like, like, work out a deal. No, but for real, if they, I mean, because the numbers put up by the, the, the weapons he had, you know, people, like... 
for some reason, no one talks about Joe Mixon. No. He put up a thousand yard season. He had eight touches shy. I think Joe, not even not even I'm not talking targets. Purely on running the ball. Eight rushes shy of three hundred rushes. While still getting just shy of fifty pass you know, like like targets with the receiving core they had. Yeah. And no one talks about Joe Mixon like like See, he's relevant. I think Joe Mixon is uh, he is relevant. He's fantastic. I love him. I, I would take him on every one of my fantasy teams on any day that ends with a Y. Uh, the only reason why I think a lot of these Cincy players get slept on in, in so many communities and across the board is because, if we're being honest, Cincy isn't a prime time team. They don't get national coverage like the Patriots did. Well, they've been a Brady. joke until recently. They, yeah, they don't get national coverage like Indy did when they had Manning. They, I mean, I think they'll start getting it now, and I think a lot of they these players will be more recognizable, but. You know what I mean? Uh, Pre-Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase this year, you really didn't hear about Cincy. Even when they had Carson and, and they had... A.J. Green. Yeah. And they were T.J. Who's, your, who's your daddy? Whatever the hell. Yeah. Who's Mazzotta? Whatever Manzada. it is. Yeah. Now, our listeners can't see this because, you know, we're not doing video this week. Fuck you and your belt. But I'm sitting here with a championship belt. Yeah, fuck you and your belt. But I'll be the first to say this, and you can even agree with this, anyone, anyone in our league can agree with this, I have been a Joe Mixon hater. And the reason I've been a Joe Mixon hater... I know I've tried to trade him to you in the past. And it's been a deal breaker. Yeah, no matter like, how. Nah, and the reason being is because he's burnt me so many times. Yeah. There's been the uncalled for injury out of nowhere. There's been the team hits a lull and he's doing nothing. I think I'm going to go on record and say I, I can no longer be a Joe Mixon hater. Well, I, I, have another, I have another running back that I yeah. hate instead of him now. We'll get to that at a different time. Different but, episode. Yeah, with... It's with, called the I Hate Running Backs. The, the 10 things I hate about <laughs> running backs. We'll do uh, the 10 players that you probably shouldn't hate, but for some reason, God damn it, I do. Yeah. I'd rather slam my dick in a door than draft you. Even though there's no reason against it. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon was top of that list for a long time. I think now with the weapons they have on this team and where, you know, where they brought this team out of seemingly nowhere, uh, I, think, I think Mixon finally found his... Finally found his uh, his his niche, and you, you know you'll continue to see thousand yard seasons. He, I mean he's he's been doing it already without the team they had, so it it, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, he's twenty five, so he's got plenty of life left in. Oh, twenty five. Yeah, he's shoot 25. him. Shoot him. <laughs> uh, My bad. He'll be twenty six before the start of next season, so he's got another year or two left. Before you have Maybe. to start worrying about age and, and that stuff catching up to him. Because a lot of the times you see a dip in a running back's production at 26, and you see a fall-off at 28. Unless you're Frank Gore. Unless you're Frank Gore, who just gets healthier with age. Little known fact, he was actually <laughs> the first player drafted in the NFL. <laughs> Crazy, I know. He's been around. Since Jesus. Yeah. He Jesus actually, drafted him on his fantasy. He team. actually coached Vince Lombardi and Pee Wee. <laughs> Crazy how it happens. Yeah. Jesus gave sermons in his kitchen every Sunday to get Frank Gore ready for the game. Yeah. In the Garden of Eden, it was Adam, Eve, and Frank Gore. <laughs> All right. And Keith Richards, but that's something Let's else. get back on track. Let's do it. So, uh, I believe we're still with the Bengals, though. Let's not forget about the three receivers now. Three. It used Who to be A.J. Greens? Green... And Boyd, yep. 
Now we got the Chase, who the name fits. Because if you watch him play, you just see defensive backs chasing him. Yeah. I mean, there was one, I mean, it wasn't Super Bowl, but it was in, it was in the playoffs. Uh, and I'm sorry, it was, la- what was it, last game of the regular season? When he just decided to put up 200-something yards on Kansas City. quarterback numbers, but yeah. instead of it being passing yardage, it was just receiving. I believe he actually had more pa- more receiving yards than Mahomes had passing that game. Yeah. So, obviously... Oh, you know, it was you know no big deal. He had 11 receptions, 266 yards. Goddamn! With the longest reception being 72 yards and three touchdowns. So, even three. if you take out his longest reception... He's still he's at almost still 200 yards. Yeah, he's, he's still, still at almost 200 at yards. He's at what, 190? Something Simple like that. math, I'm retarded. Yeah. I, I, I know he's not supposed to use that word. Big I'm maths. Intellectually challenged? Would that would that be acceptable? Whatever you want to call it. Listen, right, we're right. not we're yeah. not PC here. We'll go Okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. So, um, it, it, there's no reason. Don't be concerned with Jamar Chase. Yeah. Him and Barrow, best friends. They're going to strip clubs, smoking cigars on the weekends, hanging out, whatever they want to do. We don't care. They're best friends. They're A and B. Next They're... year, are you taking anyone ahead of Chase? If if every quarterback stays the same and there's no more, all Rogers teams stay the same. Green Bay, everything's still the same. Are you taking anyone over Chase? Yes. Who are you taking? So I'd have to look at that. There's maybe one or two guys, maybe three guys. My only hesitance with him is he put up such outrageous numbers. His rookie season. I don't think he can. Really he's all. Well, he's already immediately going to be the guy to cover. He, he already was, but now with him showing just how much he has, yeah, he's going to be the guy to double team. So I'm interested to see if after a dominant season with like no footage and you know kind of an unknown, what can you do? I mean, it's a sophomore season. That's always the big concern. Well, big men make big plays. I'm. Well, that's what I was say. I'm still putting him. In my top, you know, he needs to be one of the top receivers off the board. Doesn't need to be the top one off the board. You take I'm not Cooper sure. Cup in front of him. Ooh! If you're in the first round, all the running backs are gone because we know those guys are like gold in the first round. If you are staring down, you have a choice between Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase. Who are you taking? So it's definitely down to Adams and Cup. And that's not a knock on Chase. That's actually just more a knock on Cincinnati as an establishment and a place and everything. I'm not convinced that they can go two seasons in a row and not fuck it up. Yeah. I They've yet to show us that ever. They're, they're one of what? Of how many teams that haven't won a Super Bowl still? Yeah. And my I'm 28. I've watched my team win several. Shout out Patriots Tom Brady. But the fact of the matter is the ownership hasn't proven that they can consistently put out a good product. So we got a big offseason. They got a lot of defense, you know, defensive players on the market, which everyone can argue defense and offense. No, we saw with Jameis Winston and just changing your quarterback, your defense you know, needs a good offense and vice versa. If your defense is letting them score all the time and your offense is constantly just throwing the ball, the defense can, can play for that. You need to have a balance. So I'm putting Cup and Adams. I'm... Honestly, putting Adams and Cup probably a one A one B. I think they're both in a situation where they are they are their quarterback's favorite target. They are going to get all the and we'll go more into Cup. I have his numbers. Right. The amount of targets he saw was absurd. Will it be that high next season? Probably not. But Matt Stafford has proven 
he finds his guy and he feeds his guy. So, but, do you think Cup can put up those same? Well, well, before we get to the before yeah, we get to the Rams, let's backtrack. We still got two more receivers I want to touch. Let's talk on. about T. Higgins. I was going to say T. Higgins. Surprise, surprise, T. Higgins. Seventy-four catches on one hundred and ten targets, just shy of eleven hundred yards. He had a let's see, he had a fourteen point seven reception average for yards with six touchdowns. Um. I think those are damn good numbers. I would be happy with that. Um, I I think you'll see the six touchdowns kind of stay close to the same, six to eight. I don't see him going really much more than that. Um, I think he and Boyd are going to kind of be around the same with touchdowns. But they're, I wouldn't take them as a number one, obviously. They're not number ones. But they're damn good slot, uh, you know, like, like slot guys, flex players. There's someone that if you already have a number one, you know, let's say you draft, you come out, you draft a solid number one, and then a guy with some upside, you know, you're going to want a steady number guy. Someone that's going to come in, they're not going to put up the 40. I mean, they might they might have one big game here or there. Yeah. But they're going to come in and give you consistent numbers that you can expect, look forward to, and play comfortably. Yeah. And I don't see that declining at all. I only see that getting better, if anything. The way I see the break, the, the touches going, I see Jamar Chase coming back down to earth a little bit. He got 128 targets last year. I think you'll see him get a little less, but more catches. And I think you'll see it, those shares get thrown to Higgins and Boyd with Higgins staying their number two and Boyd the number three. Yep. I, I absolutely love Higgins. <clears throat> uh, watching him play this season. If you draft, well, a lot of people, you drafted him later in the rounds. You, could, you got him at a discount. Which was perfect because he had that Derrick Henry-esque season where he started out slow and you can see it in his numbers, you know, 4 for 58, 6 for 60, 5 for 32, you know what I mean? None of these really big games. And that was where I think Jamar Chase took off, you know, to get out red hot. Defenses did That was him proving himself. Their heads spinning. They're focused on Higgins because he's supposed to be the number one. This is supposed to be the rookie. So I think as the defense started to figure them out and focus a little more on Chase, then you've seen the T. Higgins that we got last year, which is what we thought we were going to get consecutively this year. And you got some big games. You got a 6 for 114 in a touchdown. You got a 9 for 138 in a touchdown. A 5 for 114. And then you had a lull for a 2 for 23, which... You could just chalk that up to a bad game. But then he had an explosion game, just like Chase, which just goes to show you how much firepower this offense had. This man had 12 receptions, 194 yards, and two touchdowns, and it virtually went unnoticed. He reminds me a lot of guy that plays for the Chargers, I think it was Mike, is it Mike Williams? Mike Williams. Mike, yeah. He started out red hot. He, he remi- I'm saying in the sense of he's that guy that no one talks about, no one pays attention to. And, I mean, same thing can be said on the Rams side about, like, Robert Woods, who we'll get to later on. You know, you don't pay attention to them because they have someone else doing so damn good next to them. Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, you know, when Juju Smith-Schuster was, was doing Unreal, and, you know, but before Antonio Brown... <laughs> he needed Antonio Brown. ...decided to get naked and run around the field. Everything just went hail. But, you know, they he's that guy who... You know, you can start in fantasy and pay attention to and be comfortable with because even though he has that superstar next to him, 
he's that consistent player. Yeah. He's getting you the, the touches still. Now, here's my question to you. Should our listeners that you know are playing dynasty leagues, keeper leagues, whatever, for whatever reason, our our, our listeners have T. Higgins this year in yeah. the offseason, do you think they should do, they should either A, hold on to him because he's, he's going to get better because, like, like we said, there's no way Jamar Chase is going to be getting, let's see, 128 targets next year. I don't know. It's it's feasible. I mean, you look at guys like Tyreek Hill. I think he had 111 targets this year. There are some big target guys. I'm not arguing that. That just that. goes to show that they're not just the deep ball, the, you know, the go-get-it Deshaun Jacksons. They're, you know, they work run, for their, Forrest, their targets. Run. Yeah, you, you, you got to earn your targets. You can't just expect them per game. Oh, yeah. And I think Chase having that connection with Burrow is going to be pivotal to him having 100-plus every year. So I'm not arguing 100-plus. Yeah. I'm arguing 128 above for the simple fact that, like I was saying earlier. I don't, I don't he think was it's a, unreasonable. He was a rookie. 120 to 130 every year. He was a rookie. I think you'll see more double coverage next year. Yeah. My, my, my question. game schedule, you're looking at less than 10 targets a game. True. And you're right there. Now, my, now my, now my question was going to be, so Higgins, do you hold him in hopes that he continues to put those numbers or gets better because his ceiling is is high yeah but his floor really isn't low i mean he's not going to give you a crazy up and downs like you know like most receivers but he's going to give you steady do you hold him and you're comfortable with him in your flex and you try to build elsewhere i'm comfortable with him at a wide receiver too really because i was going to say or do you maybe take him and try to dance so someone like me let's you know our listeners don't know this about me um hi my name is matt and i'm a trade addict in fantasy, I will make trades. I will draft players with the intent to trade that player yeah. because I got them at a better deal and I know someone else wants them. I play a lot of it. Now, someone like me, I see T. Higgins as a very comfortable player. Now, based on my team, if I was at the cusp trying to get into the championship or I, I think I was right there, or if I had someone in my league like yourself who loves T. Higgins, thinks he'd be a receiver too with upside, do you trade him? Do you, do you maybe dangle him out there, see what you can get for him? Now, I'm not one on, on Dynasty Leagues to really give a damn about, about the rookie uh, drafts, mainly because I can go on record here to say I'm not a big college football guy. Yeah, I pay attention to the rookies when it comes time to pay attention to the rookies. I'm not watching you from your freshman year on. I don't care about you your freshman year. We all know I love DK Metcalf. Didn't know who he was until senior year going into all like the cool stuff. I love well, that's I would. Let, but, <laughs> We've no, had I this love, conversation a hundred times. We both love our girlfriends. We'd leave them for for DK Metcalf, yeah. and that's not even you know any kind of gay straight nothing. That's just pure respect for for that man not that being human. Fucking animal of a specimen. I digress. So for me, I'm personally, if I'm in a dynasty mode or whatever, I'm dangling T Higgins on that wire to see who you know. I know where I where I keep him. You know, but where I have them and where you have them are vastly different. And we're just two people in a room. See, if you're in a dynasty league, you want youth. You do. You want to build for the future. Who would you trade him for, considering the fact that he's only 23? I mean, so right now... You, you're looking at another seven years of that kind of production. Minimum. My only thing would be... No barring injury. Of course. Now, but here's the thing. He's never going to be the receiver one on his team, barring injury. Jamar, he could always go somewhere else. So that and that's what you have to look at. 
you have to see. I mean, right now he's under contract. He's under, you know, so is Chase Boyd, all them. You know, there's a lot of questions in the league, and we're not going to keep, you know, going off crazy because we're going to have plenty of the time to talk about who's moving, who who to get, all that stuff. But there's a lot of players right now, like a Devontae Adams, like a Chris Godwin, players that their owners might be scared. So you might be able to do T. Higgins and one of your rookie picks to get a guy like Adams because right now Adams is a free agent. I'm not doing that in Dynasty. I'm, I'd do it. No way. That. In a redraft league or a keeper league all day, but I'm not doing that in dynasty. That's and, and that's just where you and I differ as yeah. far as like, as far as like you know our dynasties and stuff. I am very much a play now guy. I'd rather have that the player for three to four years and know I'm going to get damn good number one production or close to, than hold on to a hopeful. Now, with that being said, I'm not just going to trade him for nothing. There's only select players, like I said, Devonte Adams, like Chris Godwin. I might even aim. No, see, I wouldn't even. I, would, I wouldn't even go for D Hop, because D Hop this past season scared me. D Hop's too old. But okay, back on topic though, because I'm now. Just in case, so our listeners can't bitch and moan, we'll talk about CJ Uzoma Uzama. Uzoma. I don't know. They love these like weird names. <laughs> um, that I just can't pronounce crap because I stutter. Judge me. What's up? Um, he's a free agent. You now, think they bring him back? Or do you think they go after someone else? I've heard reports that he's interested in leaving. Now, obviously, going with Super Bowl makes that, makes that uh, can change that and can make that a little different. I think them bringing him back and his retaining, no, I, I, that fully matters to him. He, let's be honest, there was a couple times where he could have, he was a, a usable streaming tight end in fantasy. He had a couple games that helped. Outside of that, would you call him a useful tight end in fantasy? Would you call him a reliable starting tight end? No. Do you think him staying there or moving I think changes that? I, I think in his best interest where he's 29 and he's developing this chemistry with Barrow in his second year, because he really didn't get the chance last year. I think... Because he's be been a no-one yeah. until this year, mind you. I think he'd be smart to stay, just because, like I said, he's starting to develop that chemistry. He did get 63 targets. He turned that into 49 receptions for 493 yards, five touchdowns, averaging you know 10.1 yards a catch. He can build on that as long as he stays in Cincy and isn't trying to go somewhere else and rebuild a chemistry with a quarterback. Um... I, I don't know. I can't name a team off the top of my head that could use him the way that Cincy could use him right now. So without going more into into details, because I haven't pulled it, if he was injured, whatever. Yeah. Past, so going back to 2018, just to, for, for shits and giggles here, humor me. 2018, 43 receptions. 2019, 27. 2020, 8. 2021, 40. Again, for kicks, 2015, 2016, and 2017, <coughs> he had a combined 36 receptions. Yeah. Unless you're an all-pro, all-elite, fucking once-in-a-lifetime... Generational talent. Generational tight talent, end. tight end. I.e. George Typical. Kittle, Travis no. Kelsey. No? No, not George Kittle. He didn't come into the league like that. You know what I mean? Travis Kelsey really didn't come into the league like that. I'm talking Gronk, 
I'm talking, you know, Kyle Pitts. Just take I'm, the I'm lead by storm. These guys coming out of college. You're talking maybe some Pat Fryer mouth in this one? No, he didn't come out of college like that. He came out of college. You're telling me the mute like wasn't that. loose. I'm telling you, he came out of college and then trans like played like that, yes. But he wasn't that prospect. He wasn't You don't see that a lot with tight ends. Yeah, a game changing tight end. Take three years. They Minimum. They, yeah. And a lot of them are blocking tight ends. Yeah. That's why tight end is such a premium in any kind of fantasy league you have. Because if you can if put you up receiving numbers. If you get a Mark Andrews, you get a George Kittle, or, or any one of these guys, Travis Kelsey, you know, Waller, any one of these guys, it is such an advantage because of that position and how scarce it is to have a, a, a good receiving tight end. You know, I think Uzoma, if he stays in Cincy, can start to develop into a, a good receiving tight end as long as Joe Burrow gets comfortable with him, starts seeing him as that safety net, starts seeing a guy who got injured and said, no, 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 I'm playing through this, I'm coming back for the Super Bowl, and I'm giving you everything I have. I think he stays, and I think they build on that chemistry. I'm not telling you he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiving tight end. He's not going to put no. up ungodly numbers. But he'll be I, reliable. I think he'll get five, 600 yards. I think he'll be a touchdown machine because Chase and Higgins are going to be covered. You know what I mean? I, I think if you're not running the ball in, you're going to feed this monster of an athlete who's just going to be an elite red zone tight end. You know what I mean? He could be like Jimmy Grandpa last year, who, if my memory serves me correctly, I think it was like week seven. He was the tight end, like, four or five on the week. And his stats were one catch on one target for one yard and one touchdown. That just shows you the limitations that the tight end position feeds fantasy players. You know what I mean? That There's just not a lot out there. No, I mean, and with tight ends, you know, you're not, like you said, you need touchdowns. You're not going for yards unless you're getting a guy like Waller, Kelsey, you know, someone who's a pivotal role in their offense. George Kittle is the number two, sometimes number one receiving option on that team based on the game plan and who's covering the cheetah. Now, and Mark Andrews should be the number one receiver on that offense. That's a different week, different topic. Now, like, I agree with you. I think if if, if he wants to be smart, can, you know, continue to be relevant in fantasy, relevant in football, and have a career, stay in Cincy. But we see it time and time again. Players have a good season. That cash in and get the fuck in out. large part has nothing to do with them, because let's be honest, CJ, thank you for maybe two weeks where you could have been usable. Three, uh, I didn't have a need for for a streaming three, tight end. If, if you streamed him on those three weeks, you were happy. Yeah, then fucking shit, great for you. Everything um, else, not really. You know, he was the Rashad Penny of tight ends. He had gave you crucial weeks if you needed them. Other than that, he looked great in your waiver wire. Yeah. Um, now there's reports because. You know, and we'll talk more about this later on. Brady, Brady retired. Gronk's been talking about wanting to go places. One of those places he mentioned was playing with Joey Burr. How could you not? I mean, I'd play with Joe Burrow, and I and I make me look good. I'm three hundred pounds, not a shape. Oh yeah, I'd get destroyed every time I touch the football. But goddamn, I'd look great doing it. I have to catch my breath just tying my shoes. Oh yeah, I think about it. I'm out of breath for you. <laughs> like, hold on. But the fact of the matter is, Gronk isn't the Gronk he used to be. But that's let's, let's be. He's still Gronk. Yeah. He's still Rob Gronkowski. He's still an absolute unit who can catch a football. He and everyone talks because he's a caveman. You know, big ugga ugga Gronk. 
you know, Yo Soy Fiesta, all that shit. The man's got a football intelligence that's surprising. Yeah. You know, if you watch him, he has that connection with Tom Brady where he'll be blocking, he'll notice that everyone's covered, shit's going crazy. He just and he just runs in a and he'll just run out on a stream, boom, twenty yard catch because he saw that there was no one in front of him, so he knew to 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 drop up from his block. He's smart. The guy can play football. Can he stay healthy and play football? I think if he goes there and they don't use him as an every down tight end, they use him as a passing specialist. Um, and not in the blocking scheme. You give him design plays. You don't put him out there the whole game. You give him maybe a 30% snap share. You treat him like a tight end, too. You use him in built packages for him. And I think he stays relevant for another couple of years. I think that's one way of trying to keep him healthy. You can't predict an injury. No. No, not at all. Especially with a guy who just catches the football and runs in a straight line. Yeah. And, and, and my man has no finesse. Yeah, he his, does not care about um, anyone near him or in his way. If we happen yeah. to have a Madden ratings adjuster listening by any chance, yeah. I am going on record. I am requiring you change his juke and agility to zero. zero. My man can run straight. Yeah. He can't go left. He can't go now. With that being said, I've never seen a human being in the tight end position run straight better than Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. He. How, how many times, as Patriot fans, did we see this man run up the middle of the field in between the in, in between the numbers, and Tom Brady just hits him on a twenty yard pass, and he eats everyone around him and breaks for a third. I laugh every time I see him wide open because I'm like, okay, wh- whoever job that was, fire his ass. You're yeah. done. You just had a six six or six whatever whatever size this fucking gigantic man is. And you didn't cover him, you just let him run yeah. by himself. We've seen this play a hundred times. We know how it yeah. works. We know, we know what if they you do. leave the middle open. The second he starts running and puts that fucking gigantic white glove up in the air. Yeah. Everyone can see him. Yeah. He 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 should be the poster boy for hamburger helper. I can be it a is massive. It is right. Pretty there. sure it is his glove, and actually. He's just like, hey Brady, just just it's got stick em on it. I heard a rumor that that hamburger helper glove was actually his hand in the fourth grade. <laughs> like it wouldn't shock me. That guy that. is massive. The fact that he gets left he open, the sun. The fact that he gets left open in coverage just dumbfounds me. Yeah. It's almost like Eli Apple's playing everywhere. That was that was brutal, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that's another one that we'll have to get to. Apparently, that that core is rotten in that apple right. or something. I don't know. Let's reel it back in and let's go over to the Rams. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's uh, I think it's time for the uh, the Super Bowl champs discussion. Right. Now, lay it on me, baby. what? Question for you. You take on a quarterback next year. Yep. It's down to these two options. You can't you can't pull. Now, we we all know I'm taking Gardner Minshew out of these two. Yeah, you're a Gardner Minshew swallower. But the two options aren't even involving him. I'm still taking him, goddammit. I love Minshew. Well, I'm probably going to do a whole episode by myself just called Minshew Mania. You're going to have to because I, I, I love Minshew. We, we've exchanged I could do an hour on him. Tweets. Chuck Norris references everything on him. I cannot do that. I again. am solely petitioning for that man to be a starter somewhere. We're going to put it up on a poll on the Facebook page, and everyone's going to let us know how they feel about Gardner Minshew and whether or not they want to hear you talk about the Minshew mania. Spoiler Brother. alert, even if you don't, skip that fucking episode because I'm doing <laughs> it's, it's it. It's going to happen. I'm doing it. It's, yeah. I've been waiting this whole time for a podcast. Y'all got to fucking listen to me now. You, oh. you can go solo. 
and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take that video and I'm gonna stitch it like a fucking TikTok. I'm used to going so. Have you seen I'm, my face? Yeah, I've seen your hand too. It's pretty fucking sticky. Well, you know. Right. Okay, but, so Rand. <laughs> <laughs> so Stafford, for you know, for the year, four oh four on six six hundred one attempts, just over sixty seven percent, forty eight eighty six for yards, forty one touchdowns, seventeen picks. Just where you said he was gonna be that forty that forty twenty mark. Mm-hmm. You know, just over 40, just below 20. I think, you know, now that he's out of Detroit, which, of of, of fucking course, Stafford leaves Detroit. Year one. And they look the best they've looked do you know what would in only, years. Do you know what would make this storyline so much better for Stafford? If Detroit had any first-round picks left? No, no, no. If Megatron came out of retirement and was like, hey, LA, let's do this again. Yeah, if let's win another one. But that would require Detroit to pay him the million dollars they owe him. And this might be an I think if I'm Matt Stafford, the unpopular amount of money opinion, I have, I will give it to Detroit to pay him. It's to it's come the over. principle of the matter for, for for he wants the money from Detroit. And unpopular opinion, I'm sorry, Megatron is no longer Megatron. No. Would I kill to have a Megatron again? Absolutely. We do. It's called DK Metcalf. No. We're not going to see a Megatron ever like that again. No. And everyone talks about is. if he ever came back. He hasn't played in like, what, 10? He has not played so long. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I'm sorry. He couldn't play anymore. I think he was smart. He called it quits. He got his money. He made a name for himself. He made a legacy for himself. And he called it quits before his body completely shut down, which I can see a lot of young players starting to do. Oh, yeah. And you can't blame him. You get paid. You make this generational wealth. Why continue to sacrifice the health, longevity, and quality of your life to play a game? Well, lately you've been seeing that. You've been seeing players who, you know, once they hit 30, 31, even sometimes before that, yeah. they realize that they've either A, accomplished what they want to accomplish, and why continue? B, they have the money so they can go elsewhere, i.e. Andrew Luck is now doing, I think, you know... I think it's broadcasting? Ar- I don't know. I think it's doing architecture and... Although uh, he did, he did just make a comeback for the like first time. Build a mean cave. He looked like he just came out of a cave when he was on TV recently. He looked like they found him on an island. Like they just forgot about him. The last Hawaii Pro Bowl, and then oh shit, we need to get. Like, where is he? <laughs> um, but you know, you see in these players that you know, even talking about the Rams, Aaron Donald's talking about a yeah, possible retirement. He's thirty years old. I don't he blame is, him. That guy is a physical specimen. He. In, in in recent memory, I know I'm, I'm forgetting about a ton of players, but just sitting here talking to you and, and coming off the top of the head, Aaron Donald is the best defensive end I've ever seen play. Oh, yeah. So I can go on record and say that in my lifetime, that he sit is... down and enjoy watching the game. I'm not talking all time. Oh, yeah, no. I'm talking our generation, you know, 30. Sub, yeah, sub I'm not 35. here to argue Reggie White, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. Reggie White was the best defensive end. Listen, that's listen. I didn't grow up. Yeah, Skeeter, him. we get it. We don't need yeah. to hear about that one. And that was a Kanye West throwing reference. Skeeter, Pete Davidson. Um, no, you can't. I won't compare 70s, 80s to now. It's different. Hours. Different style, different era. Quarterbacks then, quarterbacks now, players, it's different. You can't even look at a quarterback more than 10 seconds before they call a penalty. Yeah. And even that's excessive. 10 seconds? Ooh. Yeah. No, Aaron, he's 30 years old. He is <coughs> arguably the most disruptive. He's this, he is this generation's J.J. Watt. Yeah. And even then, J.J. Watt couldn't stay healthy. That's the only knock on him. And he was still, my man, and you knew I was going to slide this in, 
My man won defensive MVP with two torn groins and a torn muscle in his stomach. Yeah, after he chopped wood in the offseason. Yeah. For, by himself in the wilderness just to increase his manliness from 110 yeah. to 210. Got bored, made some log cabins. Yeah. Shits and giggles. But, uh, yeah, so Aaron Donald, hands down, one of the most, if not the most disruptive defensive player of my generation, who could easily have another three to five minimum years. Yeah. that's And that's even still, three would be him still choosing to walk away on his own terms. Yeah. you If you've watched him at all this season, I know you watch, he he's the guy that, won, that won the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt on the same team? I have an erection just thinking about it. I mean, how could you not? Oh. All right, let's go. Guys, I just checked for it. He does. Yeah. Uh, no, so the fact of the matter is, you know. It's the size of a pimple. <laughs> even a tic tac fresh in your breath. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, you have a guy this disruptive, this just obscene at football, and at 30 years old, considering walking away, which would be a huge blow to the Rams' defense. And everyone goes, oh, but their defense was so good. Yeah, because you had, because Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald commands at a minimum two human beings at all times. Aaron when, Donald is the defensive player that Tom Brady was for the offense. Yeah, you need to. You don't to, need players around him to make that defense look great. No. He, he does it enough. Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald won L.A. that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Matt Stafford didn't do it. Jalen Ramsey didn't do it. Robert Woods loved the guy, but he got injured, didn't do it. OBJ came in late, contributed. Which we'll get to him. Got hurt. We'll get to him. But you know what I mean? Higby, all these guys, they're, they're quintessential pieces. But Aaron Donald defensively and Cooper won Cup. them that. Literally won them the game. Uh, listen. What, what was the last play of the game? My complaint. Aaron Donald. Now, my complaint to that last play. Showing Joey Burr how hot L.A. can really I feel like Perrine didn't try for that as hard <laughs> as he could have. Perrine, whatever the hell his name is. I can't pronounce it. You're a backup. You don't matter in fantasy. I don't care about you. Fact of the matter is, I feel Rude. like Joe Burrow still made a hell of a tr- of an effort on that he did. on that Patrick Mahomes S. Yes. And that backup one. proved why he's a backup by not listen. That could, whole series though. Could he have caught that ball? Maybe not. Could he have fucking tried? Yes. Yeah. I'm not I'm not asking for perfection, I'm asking for effort. You're in the Super Bowl. You're in the fucking Super Bowl. People you lay it all out on the line because you may never get another chance. I might be a little hard on this one, um, Gady. That I give that the same criticism that people give Cam Newton for not trying for the fumble in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yeah, when he had the fumble and you stared at it like, oh, oh my god. If if you watch that play, I know a lot of people trash him for not trying for that fumble. I think mentally he said no. Conservative, and then his heart said, "Hey, asshole." You're in the fucking Super Bowl because you've seen him hesitate and yep. then go after. I think he was scared to get hurt, but the fact of the matter is, I those plays are the same. You know, I want to see him try for it because if he had caught that first down, yeah. they continue. Um, but I digress. The original question I was trying to get to before we we, uh, we ran with that. It comes down to two quarterbacks for you to take. Let's say you're the last pick in the first round. You're taking a quarterback first round because you're a quarterback guy. And everyone's doing that in your league, so you have to. Wow, we're still talking about quarterback. We spun really We did. We, so we'll be quick because <laughs> I feel like these, this quarterback does, doesn't need a lot of talking. That's why. Because it's Matt Stafford. He's been put up consistent yeah. numbers. You've used him as a QB2, borderline QB1 on Detroit. So obviously he's going to be in the, in the QB1 discussions in, you know, on the Rams. Burrow, Stafford. 
who you taking in fantasy. Not talking dynasty. In dynasty, obviously, you take Burrow because he's the young guy. Although, with that, with that second knee injury, potentially, who knows. But Stafford, Burrow, who do you think is, is going to be the better quarterback next year? Next year? Pieces around him. Age can trade. I, I still go Burrow. I'm going to go Burrow, too. I'm going to go Jerry Burr. And the reason is, so let's get I him. love Stafford. He's been fantasy relevant his entire career. You just, you, d- you don't know what's going to happen in L.A., who they're bringing back, what they're going to do. And that's my reasoning is, for it. His age, is he going to take a drop off? You know what I mean? Does he even contemplate retirement because of his age? You know what I mean? Now that he's got a ring, you know, there's so many different contributing factors. Burrow's career is just getting started, and he looks great. Well, so, I mean, I don't think retirement is even a consideration. Um, My concern with Stafford is two things. One's a personal one, which I don't put a lot of stake into, but it's something you have to look at, and it's the amount of abuse he took in Detroit. Yeah. He is known as a guy that can just get his ass injury. kicked yeah. and keep playing. I mean, didn't we see him almost get taken out of the game? Yeah. And he kept in. So eventually, that's going to take a toll on you. Eventually, your body's going to start reacting to that. Now, I don't think he's old enough where that's a concern quite yet. But I could be wrong. I'm just a fat dude in a sweatshirt talking on a microphone right now. Just two fat guys trying. Ah, <laughs> FGT! See, see what we did there? Yeah, for those of you that didn't know what FGT stands for, it's fat guy trying, because we're just two fat guys trying. And if that's not fucking funny, you're wrong. It um, is. But no, so I, I you know, what you, what you were saying, what pieces are, are going to be around him, and that's really what I want to dive into. So you really saw the Rams using three running backs this year. Yeah. Primarily due to the injury of Cam Akers in preseason, which screwed a lot of... That was kind of like the first puzzle piece to really be put on the table for just this fuckery of a season where you had injured... I mean, I won the goddamn championship with losing Derrick Henry. Yeah. People, like, I, you lost Derrick, you lost... People were dropping left and right. So the fact of the matter is, the Rams were using three running backs. Cam Akers got hurt, came back in the playoffs, showed you that he's Cam Akers, but then you had Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson. Sony Michelle last year. I think Sony Michelle... He's a serviceable change of pace back. I think Daryl Henderson showed that he's got hands. I think he showed that a lot in the Super Bowl. I mean, the stats don't really do it justice, but I felt like watching that game, every time you needed a, a swing pass or, you know, just a check just down a dump off sort. a check down, Henderson was your go-to guy. Uh, Akers, I loved him going into last year. Pre-injury, he got injured. So you don't know what the season could have been. I know he came back, and, and Achilles is is definitely something hard to come back from, especially as quick as he did. As a running back. As a running, exactly. Your whole thing your is Achilles. Your whole thing is your feet. Um, but I think him coming back and playing the way he played hurts his fantasy value. I think it shows that he might not be what we thought he was. You know what I mean? But... Then it also brings into the question, um, you see this, this three-headed monster that they have now. All three of them are serviceable running backs, and you have McVay. McVay Who? has seen the worst running backs in the world. Not the worst, but like the worst scenarios. Oh, yeah. He, he, he had a, a TJ Yeldon. Garbage. Garbage. Shouldn't have been. He had Cam Akers who came in. He loved him. Got hurt. Immediately. 
he's seen his absolute stud superstar running back and Todd Gurley just nosedive, fall off a cliff because he got arthritis in his knees. So he... I don't, uh, I'll I don't, give I don't that know. wasn't Todd Gurley. That was uh, no, that Tam, Tam Gawley. It's no. <laughs> it, it was his buddy. That was, I don't know who that was playing. But I think having been through that with McVay on the Rams and, and having to deal with those situations, I don't think next year he says, hey, Cam, you're my RB1. Let's do this. You're a workhorse. I don't think he does that next year. I think it hurts Cam fantasy-wise because McVay sees that he's got these three guys he can rotate. He can stay with the hot hand, and, and just and, and work from there. Well, so here's how I'm looking at it. You know, they have those. They have those three running backs. Can they, one? Can they keep all three running backs? I think they can. You don't think it? So, I wanted to say this too. So I didn't write down Cam Cam Akers stats because he played all of 25 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. And also to caveat off what you were saying, you know, when he came back, and I'm not putting a lot of stake in him looking a little different when he came back. He hadn't played all season, and he came back to the playoffs. Yeah. You're playing the best teams. You're playing the, the, the cream of the crop, okay? Like, he got stuffed so all he, game yeah, by Cincy. So, so, but Cincy was a top-seven defense. It wasn't like he was coming in and playing Jacksonville and teams that were no one so you can get that, that rhythm and that comfort. Off. He was coming into the trenches right yeah. away. So I'm not putting more stock. I'm more concerned with, you know, okay, so before I get into that, so Michelle and Henderson. Michelle, Sony Michelle, you know Sony PlayStation, whatever you want to call them. Two hundred eight attempts, eight hundred and forty-five yards, a four point one yard average of four touchdowns. Henderson had a hundred. I'm gonna call him Sony Nintendo, just to fuck with people. Sony GameCube. Let's call him GameCube. We'll call him GameCube. Call him GameCast. Ooh. Instead of Dreamcast. It's a damn. I got it's a damn dream. <laughs> Come on. So. Henderson, 149 attempts, 688 yards, 4.6 yard average, five touchdowns. So realistically, I don't think it makes sense for the Rams to keep all three running backs. Yeah, I think as nice as you could have that three-headed monster, the NFL is a two-headed monster running back league now. You're seeing a lot of teams getting that one-two punch. You got, you know, Cleveland's been doing it for a couple of years with Chubb and, and uh, Hunt. The Patriots started doing it. I mean, they've been doing it, but now they can really do it with Harris and Stevenson. And then when White comes back, we'll see what happens with him. But you're seeing teams that want the one-two punch. And the reason I think it is, it's too hard to keep three running backs happy. Because, you know, you see the, the roles are main back, change of pace, slash passing pass catcher. Yeah. There's no third role. You can't, it doesn't make sense. I think it would make more sense for the Rams to either A, if all three guys are under contract, you know, I think Henderson and Michelle are literally in that system interchangeable. Yeah. I think they're both going to be a change of pace, pass catching back, and they're going to use Cam Akers as a number one. So with that being said, you, I think you take the one you like more, you know, whether it be the age, whether it be the locker room, the cut, whatever that deciding factor is, and I think you trade, you, you, you try to trade the, you know, you the third person trade. away. I do, but I also think that... So, trade a Holix 101. It's down at the church, around the corner, around yeah. Street. Yeah, I traded the tickets. You go to the Sorry. basement. Uh, they've got donuts, coffee. I had tickets for it. Someone traded me two Pokemon cards for it. Oh, what were they? Yeah, nothing special. It's oh, just two trainer cards. Damn it! But I didn't know that. They didn't show me them, and you know me. No, the reason I say trade is it brings us to the to the receivers. Uh, everyone, 
I'm not even going to have a discussion about this player. Cooper Cup, you can lock him in as a receiver one. I think just what he's done for L.A. In general. And how much of a locker room presence he is, and just a general good guy, I think Cooper Cup is going to be to L.A. what what, what Jules was to the Pats. I, th- I think he Joel Santana? There. Yeah. The rapper? <laughs> the rapper. Yeah, Joel Santana. Yeah. With Chris Brown. Yeah. No, no, I think Cooper Cup stays in L.A. for as long as L.A. will have him. If I had told you at the beginning think, of the I season. I think he gets one big payday. Oh, oh, he's up for it. So, yeah, and I think on his back nine, he just he rides it until he can't go no it's more. It's funny you say that. So one of the biggest things with Cincinnati and the Rams that I want to look that I want to look at was cap space. Yeah. You know, you got two Super Bowl, you know, you have a Super Bowl champion, you have a Super Bowl contender, you have two teams, which I firmly believe have all the abilities to put themselves right back in contention next year. Yeah. I don't see the Rams lose now, the only thing the only thing that concerns me is you got the the whole Aaron Donald possibly retiring. Sean McVay's talking about being unsure, but he's 36, so I don't really see that with either A, that's all just speculation. <laughs> if he retires, he's literally going to be the youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl. And retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, the youngest coach ever. Yeah. Youngest coach ever won a Super Bowl. Got a ring, bitch. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him everybody. No, uh, so... I mean, realistically, if he does retire, I see him retiring, going to broadcasting for a couple of years to calm down, and then picking a team he wants to go with. Yeah. Um, and that's just, it could just be he's burnt out from coaching because he's been doing it for a couple of years you know, now. That's so he young. He can be the new Bob Ross. He yeah. can retire and take his money and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever he wants to do. Now, so that concerns me a lot with the, because then I'm go paint I, some pitches. I don't see Von Miller staying with them. Yeah. Um, I think he got his ring. I think he's happy. I, I could see him reuniting with Denver based on... And depend- I could see him going back to Denver and retiring. That with basically. that being said, I think where he goes depends a lot on off-season moves. Yeah. If Denver goes out and gets the Aaron Rodgers and the Devontae Adams and whatever the hell else they want... Why would you not go I back? see him going back there <laughs> to finish what he started with them and all that fun shit. Now, if they don't, if Denver comes out and puts out a Teddy Bridgewater, Drew, Drew Locke bullshit again... Why wouldn't he stay in? Yeah, and with LA, they're primed to be. Can, yeah, can they afford him? So that's what I wanted to get to. So the Bengals have the third highest cap space available this offseason. What about the Rams? Now hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna get real close to the mic here. Get a fucking offensive line. I'm gonna say it again for those in the back. Get a fucking offensive line. If I'm the Bengals. I love my offense. I'm not doing a single fucking thing. I don't... Yes, they have a bunch of... Some no-name backups. I don't care. It works. Matt, we've already covered this. Hold on. I'm getting there. We've already talked about So I'm doing that. Now, I'm I'm keeping that. I'm signing some defensive guys. They have all the money to be right back there. The Rams, on the other hand, up front, do not. They have one of the lowest cap spaces available. I think they have under under a million dollars available up front. But... They have six players who are either up for a contract extension or are, are able to be restructured in their deal where if they can get all six players, that alone would free up $60 million close to. Yeah. And they have a couple others where when all is said and done, if they can restructure all the deals accordingly, which if I'm on the Rams, I don't see why you wouldn't because it's not that they're not going to be getting paid accordingly. The way they restructure it, it's all incentivized. Yeah. They're not getting guaranteed money. But it's incentives that they can actually hit. And 
I think I think all all said and done, it would be just shy of seventy million dollars in, in cap space. So you're telling me, with the players I currently have on a Super Bowl winning fucking team, I can restructure players, get between sixty and seventy million in cap space, and maybe better that team. I don't see why you wouldn't. Why Why would you not? Now I know I mean, that depends you have on. To do that, you have to stay relevant. Based on the quarterback you have, if if he goes nowhere and, and if Aaron Donald doesn't retire, and McVay you stays, have a very small window, a very very small window, two three years to stay a Super Bowl contender, to be in that mix year in and year out, and possibly go for another ring. In, in, in two three years, you're in full rebuild. Uh, rebuild. Mode. Oh yeah. Excuse my my French. Listen, I'm the one that flubs words. Yeah. Thank you. No no no, I, I mix my words up. You just stutter. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, no, so, no, but, and I know it all depends on the players wanting to restructure those contracts. I don't see, if you're if you're a player, the money you make winning Super Bowls and being on Super Bowl teams, that makes you look really fucking good. Yeah. So, chances are, I'm going to want to restructure my contract if we can sign the two to three more big guys to bring us right back there, why wouldn't you? So, you know, the cap space can be tricky and can fuck with you up front in the NFL there's so many tricks. How many times? Do you, look at Tom Brady. Yeah. How many times do you get, you know, weird a, a, a wording or phrasing? Seven million dollars guaranteed, and forty-seven you, million yeah, in incentives. Your, your actual number for the year is fifteen million. Yeah. In incentives, and they're stupid incentives. Oh, like, hey, if you tied your shoes up, three yeah. games in a row, the left foot first, you get forty-five million yeah. fucking dollars. Sh- show up to training camp on time. And yeah. it's a $500,000 bonus. Yeah. Wipe your ass with Charmin yeah. toilet paper th- for this week and here's half a mil. Like, it's... Yeah. The, the the stuff they give you in those contracts is stupid. Yeah, the so way they, they move money, the way they hide money. You're still getting There's paid. so many different things you can do. But before we get sidetracked and we go down these paths yep. again, because we're, we're, we're racking up the time. Oh, we are. Um, but first off, thanks for listening. Yeah. This is what's going to happen, buddy. We're going to give you pertinent information. We're going to ramble. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. You might laugh. You might yeah. cry. We're going to go back and forth. I'm going to make fun of him. He's going to make fun of me. We'll make fun of ourselves. Yeah. Hell, our girlfriends might show up and make fun of us. They do it anyway. They're we don't downstairs know. downstairs talking shit right now. Um, I'm pretty sure I have texts right, saying, so hey, you fucking done. But anyway. Let's go back real quick. Before we receivers. talk salary cap. We were talking, receivers though. We're on receivers. Yeah, we're on receivers. I'm going to, I'm going to throw some hot... Hot takes at you. Not hot takes, but hot, oh, hot, God, hot takes, hot whatever takes. the fuck. Let's go hot potato. Let's do it. I'll All throw right. it back. So Stafford, he's staying, right? In. Done. Cam Akers, rookie contract, staying. Done. Staying. Cooper Cup, long time, staying. He's on, yeah, he'll end up resigning. In. Bobby Trees, almost 30 years old. I think he's 30 years old. So. You keeping him or you cutting him? Just so that's what it comes down keep to. Cut. Keep cut. <clears throat> keep cut. Coop cut? What? Keep cut. Oh. See, I can't just give you an answer on that. Just real quick. I can't. Just off the top of your head, if you if you other ends, and, and it's marry, 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 death, kill, whatever. Marry, fuck, kill. Yeah, it's not that, that simple. Yeah. That's it, the problem. It is, it it's is. not. Just keep her cut. So I'm assuming you're going to use Woods, OBJ, and Jefferson as the no. fuck, marry, kill. No, you missed one. <coughs> Who's the f- Tyler Higby? Oh, tight end. Mm-hmm. I think in that I, I don't think Stafford's a tight end guy. I think he had to be with Hawkinson because he was the only guy that could catch a football. Mm-hmm. I think with the weapons, you could throw anyone in that fucking tight end position for them, and they'll give you the same stats he put up. Gronk? Yeah. All right. Uh, Gronk, I would take Gronk over Higby for the simple right. fact that... But anywho. Back to Bobby Trees. You, you can't... It's not that simple because you had a guy like Woods who was hurt for how many games? 
age. I'm not talking about hurt. So if we're just going on age, talking we're just talking age. He's back from that injury, and he's old. How old is he? I think he's 30. I don't have the numbers right, in front of me. Hold on, right I'm going to. But I'm pretty sure he's he's 29 now, and I think he's going to be 30 going into the season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, we're uh, experiencing some technical difficulties. I did not realize the Anchor app we are using to record only does 60-minute intervals. Uh, we clearly went way the fuck over that. So we did talk about uh, Kamara. We talked about Brady. We talked about the Pro Bowl. We did all this shit, dude, and it didn't even record. No. No. We, the, we, the last we, we had a full recorded. discussion on Brady, was, Pro uh, Bowl, <laughs> what should happen with it, everything. <laughs> I, I was so. rifling off uh, Keeper Cut. That that's where it stopped. Yeah, that, I mean, that's we, how we, we talk- went on and on and on. Jesus we even Christ, talked we about shut the fuck up. Maybe. All right, no, both of us. Say, we, we just both did that. I was gonna say because I mean, personally, we went everywhere from things we want to see in next episodes yep. to Brady's retirement and just everything like so that. So I, I do formally apologize from the deepest parts of my bowels. Um, Damn. So we're gonna spitball everything, real quick. We got the missus, my missus, y'all missus, downstairs waiting. We got some kids downstairs. I've got kids. Uh, way past their bedtime. They probably fucking hate it's me. past so my bedtime. Bedtime story. Um, it's, it's you know, an hour to midnight. So this is probably so, just going to be yeah. more of like a spitball rapid fire. Maybe yeah. release this as like a secondary. Whatever. We'll figure I mean, it out. I, I, I'll release it all together. I'll find a way to stitch it. I'll, I'll figure something out. Yeah, um, we'll make it work. Yeah, they, now, I, I think this is good because now it's not so rehearsed. Uh, we, we can go off the top of the head. These people are going to get a, a, a good feeling of our back and forth. We you gave you I mean? one ep- one episode, basically, of structured sit-down stats. Sit yeah. stats. Fuck all that. And Throw now we're just going to be assholes for yeah. a little bit. No, so we basically, live and we learn. It's the first episode. Yep. Whatever. Like I said, laugh and cry and fact I try and we're doing yep. it. Yep. Whatever. Anywho, so... My quick points I I had hit was I don't think Alvin Kamara is really going to see a lot of punishment from this. We see players all the time in the NFL yep. going through stuff. Tyreek Hill, Adrian Peterson, Kareem Hunt. I can go on forever. Um, I think if he comes back, he's still a dependable running back. I don't think he's as dependable as he has been. I think he's the only player on New Orleans who's worth a damn because Michael Thomas is going to trade his way out of that. And you can take him as a definite RB2 with RB1 upside, but I'm still nervous because the Saints are in a recipe to implode next oh, season. Oh, they're already there, dude. No head coach, no quarterback. Everyone's no just receivers. bailing out. You know what I mean? There's just a lot that team needs work. Uh, another thing I want to touch on that we did touch on that I don't want to skip over is with players that we've talked about in the past and all that stuff and and – domestics and, and and just any kind of fighting and, and how a lot of this shit just kind of gets not swept under the rug but kind of tossed aside because these guys are huge names and they're, they're NFL players and it's not just targeting NFL players it's, it's everyone celebrity space if, if you're in a domestic abusive relationship or any kind of abusive relationship whether it's your friends whether it's your loved one whether it's your parents cousins anything just man just, woman doesn't yeah, matter doesn't matter reach out get help someone's out there for you you know what I mean? I love you. Matt loves you. Just don't be afraid. Put put that hand out there and someone will grab on. You don't need to be there. Nothing they're doing is as important that justifies you being hurt. So if, if you know, whatever reason you need help, someone's there for you. Right. Reach out. 
But back to it with the Pro Bowl. I know we had also both talked about how we're tired of watching two-hand touch. It doesn't have the same awe it used to in the sense of, you know, back in the day you had to wait for the Pro Bowl to see these players from all around the league because you couldn't stream football like you can now. But now you have, have NFL red zone. No, you now you have network. you have football of every team right at your fingertips. Yeah. It's not good enough to just put these these guys on the same field anymore. You, especially with teams building super teams. A lot of the times you're seeing teams. You, you see a Pro Bowl every every week. Yeah, at least you one I mean? team. There, there's one team out there. That there's the, the L.A. this year. Yeah, the team you, that won the get, fucking yeah, Super Bowl. You get these build, like, built superstar teams that are win now. Veteran guys that are, are just forces of nature that just need to win now. You have teams you'd make in Madden so via trades. So what we talked about, and we'll, we'll, we'll gloss over it real quick, is... Fuck the Pro Bowl. Yeah, fuck the Pro Bowl. Get get rid of it. Make it a, a long the actual competition. Game. You know what I mean. Make yeah. it fun. Make it make it fun to watch. Uh, even if you cross over sports and you've got Donald playing with Woods and you've got Adam this asshole wants with, golf. Yeah. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. It's an easy crossover. You know what I mean. Um, I just feel like we, we we also talked about bottom two teams. We see it all over Facebook. We see it all over memes. The bottom two teams, you know, slug it out. You want that first overall pick. You want that, you know, once in a generational athlete at, at the 101. Bottom two teams, slug it out. I think that would be great. Listen, if I'm that bottom tier team and I have a chance to get me the next Jamarcus Russell, I'm going for it. I'd want that chance yeah. to get that one-on-one. If I'm Jacksonville and whoever the second worst team was, you know, you're beating Jacksonville. So why let them, you know, yeah. take the first the first round pick when you can beat them? The Jacksonville. Yeah. If you're Jacksonville and you're lining up against the Lions, the Lions I think beat Jacksonville ten times, times out of ten. At least at, at minimum nine, nine times, times, out, of times out of ten. I'll give them the tenth if someone gets hurt. Yeah. So yeah, we glossed over all that. Um, obviously, there was the big news of the goat going off to the pasture at the farm and retiring. Tom Brady, calling it. At age 44, turning 45, at tw- to 22 seasons, I had talked about this, and if anyone's interested, you guys can comment, and I'll go on a much longer, you know, rant about it. Um, I'm not happy with how it ended. I understand him leaving New England. I fully accepted that and was happy for him because it's a business decision. Yep. Why stay with the team that's not going to give you weapons? I'm not going to keep an 81 Honda if I can get a brand new McLaren. Just how that works. That's exactly how it works, and I, I think that's a great analogy because we did talk about all this. Eighty-one Honda. How dare you? Well, how dare you? <laughs> uh, we did talk about all this earlier, and like I said, we're both fucking knuckleheads, and it didn't record because it stops recording after sixty minutes. But we did talk heads. about you know Tom Brady's career and how he's t- he, he, he turned nobodies into somebodies. T- he turned nobodies into somebodies, but. Basically, what we what we came down to is he took a lot of pay cuts and was underpaid for his talent to get pieces put around him, and they never really put too many pieces around him. Not consistently. It was scattered. No, you know what I mean? And they, then he finally goes to a team. Yeah. yeah. You he, know what I mean? He, he wanted commitment. You had the Randy Moss left. and the Wes Walker for a little bit, and then they'd he have the Wes Walker and the random guy. And, yeah. You know, he finally left and went to a team that fed him with the players he needs. Yeah. To me, it rubbed me the wrong way. That after all that, you finally have the season where you go to the, cha- the NFC Championship game and you lose it, and then you're losing all this talent per- you know, potentially with Antonio Brown deciding he wants to get naked run around. You got Chris Godwin, a free agent. Like, yep, Leonard Fournette. And for him to decide now to retire but leave the door open rubbed me the wrong way completely. 
I feel like if you're going to retire, you have to retire. If you're talking about retiring but still maybe coming back, that tells me you still want to play football, just not for the, the organization you're with. Yeah. Sean had an argument. I had that, an argument that I think Brady said he's leaving the door open because he feels some kind of commitment to Tampa <clears throat> because Tampa gave him everything he asked for. They gave him complete control of the offense. We all know it. He was basically the coach of the team. Byron uh, Leftwich was useless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My man got drafted after Brady retired before Brady and then had to, yeah, yeah. And then had to coach Brady. Like, no, yeah, he didn't no, coach no. him at all. Um, my point was is that Tom Brady feels a sense of commitment to Tampa, and when he says he's retired but he's leaving the door open for a comeback, is he sees the state that with his vacancy in Tampa is leaving with Kyle Trask being the only quarterback on that roster, he feels a sense of pride and, and wants to see them do well because they did so much for him in the short time that he was there that he's not willing to leave them high and dry and make them the worst team in the league. Kind of like a Peyton Manning situation, but not. When I when I say Peyton Manning, you picture the I, biggest forehead I in the picture, NFL, baby. <laughs> no, I picture him leaving Indy to continue playing in Denver for a win-now organization so he could get another ring. But what the comparison I'm making is when he left Indy, they were hands down the worst team in the league because they had the 101. They went and got Andrew Luck. It was a great transition. I, I, I wish Andrew Luck kept playing. I loved watching that dude play. Um, but I don't think Tom Brady wants to leave in an organization and then watch them suffer for a season. Do you get what I'm saying? I understand that, and my point was, I've heard, and we both heard these reports, that the retirement decision wasn't fully him. I mean, yeah. it's it, those of us from New England have known that Giselle's wanted him out for a couple years now, so we all know it's to appease her at this point. But I just don't feel like at age 44 turning 45, for you to retire but still try to leave the door open, yeah. you're not and you're not Andrew Luck, who was 27, not even, was, wasn't even 30 years old, I don't think, when he, he retired, walked away. He Andy would not give him an offensive so, line. But you... everyone's heard about Brady enough, so we don't want to, you know, pound that, especially because we just did. Um, yeah. And again, guys, if you want to hear more about stuff that we are uh, glossing over now, let us know in comments, DMs. You know, smoke signals, carrier pigeon, whatever you want. Because we did go fucking ham. We put probably about <laughs> we, we, 20 we, minutes we, into yeah. each of these. And, and you know what I mean? It just and sucks because this is a new program. This is our first time. And we both didn't realize that it's, <laughs> it's only 60 minutes. It's my first minutes. time. It's your first time. We both didn't realize that it's only 60 minutes that it, it records. And then you got to start over. And those of you that know me know that that's not yeah, nearly enough time. I talk to myself longer than that. But going forward... Um, I've kind of touched on it before, but I'll, I'll you know talk more about it. I'm the 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 transaction guy. I'm trades, free agents, players move. That's my shit. What did I call you, Maddie? I sell my soul for a bag of Cheetos, Moses. Yeah, but it won me a championship, so I'll, you you know I'll take the chips. Um, <laughs> going forward, I'm gonna be the guy that talks about players moving, where players should go, how it would affect them. Um, I'm officially starting the Gardner Minshew fan club. If anybody else wants to join me, I'm the, I'm the number one guy, obviously. Current population is one. And listen, and the voice is in my head. Um, but yeah, so going forward, I'll be the one that talks about players moving, players, uh, you know, getting better, getting worse, depending on those moves and just stuff that we need to see this off season. Um, you know, guys that need to go places like, for example, Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. They have all the other tools. 
bought a quarterback. <coughs> just stuff Sean like Watson. that. <clears throat> and then great fit. My boy Shauna over here is going to be talking to you guys about what was it? Ladies lingerie. It is, dude. I I fit great into the Victoria Plus. In fact, it, I look amazing. It was for science. Yeah. If you've ever seen a hippopotamus in a g-string, ladies. <laughs> well, but I'll be back. Yeah. No. Seriously. Uh, I love running backs. I I consider myself not really a running back guru, but I, I love focusing on running backs. So I'll, I'll I'll talk a lot of running backs. If anyone wants to talk anything with me, I'm more than willing to. Um, I did do two videos on my own last season as like a test for myself. So I'd like to do some touch up on those and see where my running back rankings stack up to where they actually finished. Um, I'd also like to, like we talked about the Madden, we'd like to run a simulation on Madden, preferably 10 seasons, average out all the stats and see how AI stacks up to what actually happened this season. Compare it, talk about it, shoot the shit. Um, we'll do, you know, targets, receptions. I'm curious to see if it brings in all the injuries. Yeah, yeah. That that would I, I would love to see if AI was like, hey, fuck Derek CMC, Henry. Uh yeah, yeah. half the NFL Fuck him. Yeah. We don't need him. Yeah. Um also uh, I know you know this is for me. I I'm sure Sean feels the same way. My messages are always open, comments are always open. If there's topics, you know, questions, concerns, whatever that you guys want to see as discussions, feel free to let us know. We uh, we obviously want to make content you guys want to give a fuck about. So if there's stuff you've been wanting to hear, stuff you think about. Yeah, if you have any Gardner Minshew questions, I can happily tell you how he sleeps, which side of the bed, you know, all like that. How he takes his coffee. Yeah, from me. What setting you put the toaster on. Yeah, just all that. So, anything you guys want to hear, let us know. If not, it's just going to be the stupid shit we had to tell you. Yeah. We're going to fill this offseason with with plenty of just random shit that you're probably going to want to just beat yourself over the head with. Uh, We're going to talk about, you know, draft strategies, uh, how to build a league, 10-team league. 12-team league. New ideas for leagues because, you know, everyone has the same fucking league. You know, do you want to do the 2QB, 1QB, super flex, no flex? Do you you want to do do a tight end premium? Do you do... You, you want to make kick expand it. rosters? Do you want to shrink a bench? You want to include punters? I've seen do, that. Yeah, do we do an extra IR slot because everyone in their fucking mother has had, you know, the Autobots, I mean, the Decepticon, I mean, the Omnicron. No, it's yeah. the Omarion. Yeah, the Omarion. Icebox with my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, with yeah. Corona and all this other shit. And, and do you expand your IR slot? Do you give guys leeway? Do you do some kind of Corona thing? Um We'd also like to talk uh, draft day strategies, uh, how, how to attack your draft, how to prep, how do you... There's millions you know, of ways to sleeper. draft. Do you do you go on DraftKings and do, you know, best ball leagues and try to prepare that way? Um, do you, do you you know, did you miss out on a guy yeah. so you can draft someone else to trade for? You know, there's yeah. so many things you can draft we're, we're, with. We're going to break down tiers. We're going we're gonna to give you our personal rankings. We do listen to a fuck ton of other podcasts. Um, we'll give you some feedback on those. Uh, another thing I'd like to touch on is like ideas. You know what I mean? How to make your draft day more interesting. How to have fun with it. But punishments, uh, re- celebrations, yeah, punishments, re- repercussions. Uh, you know, for guys that come in last place, uh, things to prevent tanking. Uh, how to, you know, 
do you just use a randomizer uh, for your draft picks or do you come up with some kind of a system uh, like the NFL does? To earn them. You know what I mean? Uh, to is, is there a way to prevent taking? Um, we, we could do it like we did one year. Uh, we did reverse order of the draft. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that kind of initiates tanking. If you, you could suck. fight to the death as well. Yeah, you could. Um, you know? On moral combat yeah, or we, real life. We, we're going to go over, uh, like, we have the golden willy. We're going to go over, you know, last place punishments, uh, which is kind of irrelevant in our league because we always just give it to Eric. Eric, if you're listening, <laughs> you know why. Yeah. Um, Draft the right motherfucker. Yeah, but you could do something like, uh, like you know, if, if Huey comes in last place next year or... or I'd love to see Joe Bennett come in last place. I love you, Joe. But I would love to see Joe Bennett I think, come in last place. I think Joe and is due. I would due. love for our league to vote Joe Bennett to go to Cell Station in Boston and and wear a tutu and beg for change. And the only way he gets back into the league... He has to make like three is, bucks. And... No, no, no. He's got to make his full league due. He's got okay. to make $100 dancing around... <laughs> <laughs> pink tutu. The point is, guys, yeah, we want we want you to have fun. The big a big point of this podcast and why we're yeah. doing it is we want we want the fun back in fantasy football. I know Sean and I have each had times where we've almost said fuck. He actually had to. It's funny. I had to be talked back into this league the week of the draft, and I almost I almost didn't play any fantasy football this year, and I fucking won. So the fact of the matter is, we want to make sure everyone's still having fun with it. Everyone's still enjoying fantasy football, and I've said it on social media, and I'll say it here too. Listen to us, because why gamble on fantasy when we can make it a sure fucking thing? There so, is no sure thing. Unless there is, buddy. You sound pretty fucking confident. Um, I got a championship belt, so you're damn right I am. Yeah, well, I had two. Yeah, well, you had. Had, past tense. I had two. Yeah, I plan to keep in mind. Yeah. So you might no, want to buy a new one for the, the league. Fuck yourself. No, no, I'm saying I'm keeping You gotta buy a new one. Hey, do you know what I can do? I can say complete sentences without... Just kidding. Fuck you. That was clear as day. You're working on that. I'm proud of you. Hooked on phonics. But I'm Matt. I'm Sean. We are FGT FGT Nation. Nation.